You're listening to the Lifeway Kids Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, we want to let you know about our exciting new event that's coming this October. We're taking everything that you know and love about KMC, our kids ministry conference, and we're expanding it to become Etch Family Ministry Conference. Etch stands for Equipping the Church and Home. We're planning a wide range of breakout sessions for you and your team members, featuring age-specific training for preschool, kids, preteen, and students, as well as combined sessions that are designed to help you get your whole team on the same page. It's going to be a great event, and we'd love for you and your whole team to be there. We're also lining up some incredible Nashville music to help you experience the sounds of our hometown right here in Nashville. Act fast as rates will increase on August 31st. Visit etchconference.com to get more details. That's E-T-C-H conference.com. Now, here's today's episode. Hi, everybody. I'm Chuck Peters. I am one of the directors of Lifeway Kids, and we are here at KMC 15 in the Music City Center, right in the heart of Nashville. And today I have the pleasure of having with me Linda Ransom Jacobs, and we are so glad to uh, have her here, along with so many of our other experts uh, who bring such a knowledge and experience uh, to those of us serving in kids' ministry, and we wanted to be able to capture, Linda, some of your knowledge while we're here at the show to sit down and talk about a couple topics. Uh, so to get started, um, we're going to talk about reaching kids outside the walls of your church. Now, you've been a children's ministry director, and you've developed uh, Divorce Care for Kids, right. dc4k.org, right. mm-hmm. and uh, so you talk about this often. And you have seen trends in our culture. Right. And yes. so tell us, how, how are families today any different than families were in Bible times? Well, you know, in the Bible times, we had families that were um, spilled up. We had wars. We had slavery going on. So there'd be a war, and the opposing group would come in and take the children and, and women and leave. And so we had splitting apart of families. We had step families. We had all those issues going on back in the Bible. We may not realize it when we study the Bible, yeah. but that was the families in the Bible, okay? So today, I think some of the difference, we still have war, we still have refugees, we still have the slavery going on, you know, I mean, you think of uh, sex slaves and things like that. But I also think today we have societal societal pressures on all of our families. Mm-hmm. And we have this fast-paced world, like all your social media. So. You know, you can take a picture of me right now, and within minutes, it's going to be all the way around the world. Right. And so what is happening, I think, is the things that you might call subculture in my day and age, or even 20 years ago, are now out there for everybody. And so our children are coming across so much today, uh, in being bisexual, all those issues that we never would have thought of before mm-hmm. are just out there for children. And they see nothing wrong with it because this is what this is what they're seeing on TV, this is what they're seeing on social media, this what is being talking about. Yeah, what they're doing mm-hmm. in school, what their friends are talking about. A lady told me yesterday that uh, uh, she had a, a, a mother of a kindergartner come to her and say, how am I supposed to... How am I supposed to explain these things to my children? Because uh, somebody told my little boy, it's okay if he marries another man when he grows mm. up. It's okay for two boys to marry. And she goes, what am I supposed to say in those situations? So I think that's some of the difference that we have today is the pressure of our society and the children are having to face that. And so then we as the church need to be prepared to address those things. Absolutely. So how do we? How do you address those issues when they come into your church through a young 
child. Uh, it's very delicate because you don't want to offend other people. You want these people to come into the church because Jesus loves these people yes. and we should be loving them too. And so I think gentleness, I, one thing I think you need to do, first of all, as I tell people, is your church needs to prepare and write out what you believe, what your belief systems are, and have it in writing. So your church knows, your church leaders know, your volunteers, everyone that works in your church knows what your belief systems are, whether you put it in your bylaws or whatever. Uh, and then I think the second thing is we need to educate our leaders and we need to educate our volunteers. You don't want to be shocked. A little girl comes in, she's been coming to her Sunday school for years, and all of a sudden she comes in and goes, my mommy and daddy are getting divorced and shock registers on your face you've just hurt and offended this little girl so I think we have to educate ourselves we have to learn the terminologies that are out there you know what is gender confusion exactly what does it mean to transgender what are all those issues that are going on in the world be prepared and then the next thing I think we just have to pray through every issue yes. pray and train our church leadership and uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that most kids' pastors are not well prepared for those conversations at this point in time. And the culture's moving so quickly that we don't have a whole lot of time to waste. I think, right, and I think we are behind in the church. Mm -hmm. And I, I did a class on this yesterday, and I told people, if you want to know the kinds of families in your community and the children, what they're facing, go to your public school, mm -hmm. because they know. And many times, we don't communicate with our public school. We're kind of this entity over here by ourselves, separate, separate from the world. So go to your public school, find out what kind of children are in your family, and families are in your community, and how to prepare. And so with your schools, what your schools uh, are doing, and so you know what the schools are doing what they're teaching too. You might not agree with what the schools are teaching, but you need to know what they're teaching. I think some of us have a perception, or maybe not even a perception, but we have a, a position that the church really should be kind of a safe place where kids are protected from some of those things. And you might be saying, really, a church needs to be a place where, we are, where we're talking about and unpacking those things. Well, at least our leadership needs to know, and our, our teachers, our volunteers need to know and understand what this is. And it should be a safe place. It should be a safe place for every child yes. to come. Whether a child has two mommies, two daddies, a mommy and a daddy, a mommy, a stepdaddy, a grandparent, whatever the situation is, it should be a safe place for that child. So if I'm a children's minister and I have a child come to my church from an unusual family that has two mommies or uh, perhaps a, a family member who's transgender, um, what are some things that I can do with that child? What are some practical things? Love that child unconditionally. And, and the main, this is so simple that people don't realize is smile. That child needs to see your smile. And especially if they're coming from a dysfunctional family who's arguing a lot. Um, you know, we, we just are seeing the marriages, the gay and lesbian marriages take place. But, but we're also seeing the divorces take place. So those families will be divorcing too. Or you have a cohabiting situation. They've never married. But those families split up and the children the children are the ones that suffer. So a smile is incredible for mm. these children. Other things you can do is role play, uh, bullying situations. Many of these children are bullied. So, you know, role play with them. So what did, what did you think whenever he said that to you or when he hit you? And walk through what they can do. And so you didn't like it when he hit you. Say, say it like this. I don't like it when you hit me. And then explain to them. They can come and tell an adult. Adults should be the safe people in, the, in your environment, in your place. So you can come tell me anything, and I hope you deal with it. I'm, I'm going to be your safe keeper. I will keep you safe. Um, 
also artwork. Um, like I had a little boy that we had a picture in our DC4K class that said, you are loneliest twin, and he had to draw a picture or write a story. And he drew a picture of this big couch and a gray pencil. He drew his body in a gray pencil. And then above, he drew the chandelier with all this color and detail in it. This is the couch that he sat at at his dad's house. Hmm. And that's when he was the loneliest, when he was sitting on that big couch at his dad's house under that beautiful ornate chandelier, but nobody was around to pay any attention to. So relational connection really can't be replaced. Relationship, relationship, relationship. That's the most important for these children. Yes, yes. Or drawing, talking, role play, Mm -hmm. puppetry. Processing those thoughts. Yeah, even if it's just little stick puppets. You know, when you write out your feelings, it attaches to the emotional side of your brain, the emotional side of your brain, and helps you to understand more what's going on inside your body. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so we're not really talking about, to clarify, changing what we're doing. No. Uh, with, with the rest of our, our students, right? the kids who are in our ministry, uh, but we're talking about being aware right. of some of the differences and sensitive to some of the Yes, when you're telling the story about the prodigal son, okay, and we all tell that story in our children's ministry, yeah. realize that for the child whose dad or mom left, they don't connect with it as like the Heavenly Father. They connect with, I didn't, I'm, I'm the child I didn't leave. I stayed home. And so we have to not not change the, the meaning of the story, but maybe retell or readapt that story to, I know you're the one that stayed home and your, your mommy was the one that left. And then you go on and tell the story from there. Do you have some, some pitfalls that you can help us avoid uh, just by way of you know, giving advice on how do we handle these situations when they arise? Are there some mistakes that we should watch for to be careful of? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think so, the, the first step to getting on the right path is to know which is the wrong one, right? Right. So the, the first path is to know what you, what you believe, what you believe the Bible says. The second path is not to talk about these children in the hallway, not to talk about them in the ladies' bathroom. You know, if you're going to talk to another leader, which we should be telling other leaders these children's stories, uh, it should be in privacy, maybe in the children's minister office, somewhere where nobody else is going to hear um, we, you know, I'll never forget one time I was working with a, a man in his 60s, and he said he came to know the Lord and, and was saved when he was an early teen. And then he quit going to church when he was 16 years of age. And I said, why? And he said, because I heard the man, the deacons of the church, talking about my mother in the hallway. And his mother was not a Christian woman. And he said, it offended me so bad, I never went back to church. And that can be devastating for, yes. a child, for anyone, yes. but especially for a child. Especially for a little. Just think if he'd been seven or eight years of age. So be very careful what you say, uh, your, um, your projection. Children read your body language, and so they know if, they, if you generally love them or not. And so, so maybe we may be upset about a situation. We have to love that child through the Lord. We have to look at that child through Jesus' eyes, and we may be the only Jesus they see. Yes. You were telling me earlier about a story of, of change that you saw in a family through uh, a child uh, who had come to church can you tell just a little bit of oh, some transformation that you've seen take place sure. in some... In one of our Divorce Care for Kids groups in um, Dallas, or Dallas, Texas, not Dallas, but somewhere around that area in Texas, I had a minister call me and he said, um, we have a mom that wants to come to <clears throat> divorce care and she's just left her domestic partner 
Um, and so we're going to let her come, but our DC4K leaders don't want the 12-year-old coming to divorce care for kids. And I said, why not? And she, he said, because he doesn't want him talking about his two mommies. He doesn't want to expose the other children to that. And I said, oh, my goodness, he has to come. See, this is what he's known as his life, and he has to come so he can heal from that. And, you know, at 12 years of age, he's going to be pretty perceptive of what the other children are talking about. He's probably not going to talk about his two mommies. I mean, there was a very conservative community. Uh, he probably realized that most children didn't have two mommies. It was a rarity in that situation. So he has to come. He has to come. So and they let him come. So a couple of years later, the dad calls me, or the minister calls me, I'm sorry, and he says, I want to bring you up today on that story I called you a couple of years ago. He said, we did let that mom come, and we did let that boy come. And he he said after a few months the mom came to me and she said do you have any extra funds and he thought oh, okay here it comes they need you know financial help and he said we're, we're okay to do that but he said I said sure what do you need she goes well I just I would just like to buy a bible for me and a bible for my son mm. I don't have the funds he said I will get you a bible he got the mom a bible he got the son a bible he said long story make it short mom came to know Christ as her personal savior the child came to know Christ as his personal Savior. And that happened because the church was willing to love these people through yes. their situation. Yes. I love that phrase that people say that, you know, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And so, right. so many times it's very easy as educated, you know, uh, uh, Bible teachers for us to talk about what we know. But to do that in a context of loving and relational connection makes such a difference, especially in the lives of kids and families. Fantastic. Well, tell us, how can our listeners get in touch with you, find out more information? How can they follow up with you to, to find the equipping that they need to get started down this road? Well, I write a blog. I'm a professional blogger. That means I get paid to blog. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a good gig if you I can don't get know. it. <laughs> but I write a blog. It's a blog dot dc4k.org d like in divorce c like in care for the number four k in kids dc4k.org um, so they can read all the blogs and if you're in church ministry you can use those blogs to train your staff with if you have a single parent that's struggling you can find one and give it to the single parent it's all free uh, you can email me through that or you can go to divorcecare dc4k.org if you're interested in running in those programs for your church Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time here Thank on the Lifeway Kids podcast. Uh, you always have wonderful insights and fantastic advice to share. And so we are grateful for your time and for, uh, for sharing with us uh, your great wealth of knowledge. So thank you. Thank you. And listeners, thank you for listening. Again, I'm Chuck Peters with the Lifeway Kids podcast, and we as a team are praying that God will use you in ways that are bigger than you can imagine to reach more kids and families than you ever thought possible with the hope of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Lifeway Kids podcast. Thank you for listening to the Lifeway Kids podcast. Don't forget to visit etchconference.com to learn more about our exciting new family ministry conference that's happening here in Nashville, October 3rd through 5th. The rates will go up on August 31st, so be sure to register as quickly as possible to lock in the lowest rate. Once again, information is available at etchconference.com, E-T-C-H conference.com. We look forward to seeing you here in Nashville for Etch.